Yes. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, three, two, oh, one, and and we are right. away. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Will. Good morning, fellas. How are we? Well, I think you know you've jumped in. I have. You've well, jumped in. It's morning, technology. Will. Morning, fellas. <laughs> you know we have a guest. Should you I? Know, how do you treat a guest? Have I spoiled the surprise? <laughs> I can't. Kind of have. Kind of have. But Murray, would you bring up the um? The details on the Will. Details. So, Murray, would you like to introduce our new guest? Yeah. So this morning we've got a we've got a new guest on. His name is Will, or William, according to your uh, World Athletics profile. William Austin Gray or Cray, Cray, and his name is Whack. We call him Whack. We call him Whack. We call him Whack. Now, Will was born April the third, nineteen ninety three. Do you dispute this fact? No, no. I, I am. I'm definitely. That's def, 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 definitely an Aries dweller, I think. Yeah. As, as what they... Your athletic code is one four four six three two five five. Yes or no? I suppose so. Yes, <laughs> you're on. What's most exciting though is we've found your world rankings, and we've just oh, had no. the Olympics. We've just gone through Olympic year. So to put a little bit more context around our uh, thing is, Whack is is a member of the Vipers, correct? I am. Is yes. It? Yeah. So I'm just coming kind of, just coming up to my anniversary as well. Yeah. Your anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> See, here we go. We're back to running. I'll barely get a word in today. <laughs> I'll barely get a word. Oh. In. But the most exciting is we've just had the Olympics. Yep. And so yes. athletics has been big on the thing. You're ranked 388 in the world, way for the fifteen hundred. It's true. That's actually much higher than I thought. Yeah. So you, well, we were sitting there going, "What does it take to get to the Olympics?" Then, you know, yeah. three eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah. It's not far from the top, surely. No, it's 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 yeah. still. <laughs> I'm actually I'm very surprised it's even anywhere near that close. I mean, um, it's funny, funny you say like that's in the world. I would say even an Australian, I'd I'd be lucky to be top top fifteen in Australia right now. Mm-hmm. So I think. Australian quality, as you can probably tell throughout the Olympics, yes. was just so so phenomenal yeah, it's um, amazing, across, across, across the whole scope of events. But um, yeah, no, hmm? it's there all you good go. fun. You're at, you're ranked eleven hundred and seventy six in the fifteen hundred. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, cut <laughs> cutting edge research. But you know what else? Yeah, I, I just want to say, and and we should mention Sean and Marie this morning because <laughs> <clears throat> they're also beautiful people to be able to. They are dead asleep. You on the planet and create something as marvelous and wonderful as we as we'll uncover through the length of this episode. Oh, beautiful. <clears throat> is there a favorite? Is it you or Celeste? Do you think who sits at the top of the um, you know, favorite kid pile in the family? Oh, I I would believe that it is definitely my sister Celeste, my younger sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I feel I feel like um. Like many parents, they've always got like the the first one, like pancakes, right? It's the first one that's always like the, the trial, but it's like, oh, well, that wasn't too fantastic. But the next one, the second one will be the best by far. Yeah, we won't make the same mistakes twice. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we'll we'll let uh, this we'll one. Ca- we'll carry this second one more gently. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Where do you think yeah. they went wrong? If you talk, if you use the pancake analogy with you, will uh, you'll give it far more nourishment, more golden syrup. It's good to have you on, mate. Thank, thanks for yeah. for uh, that bar- You know, defending that barrage of ridiculous introductions. I was 
I was thinking. Oh, I that wish, was beautiful. I, was, I wish I'd done more research and had a better intro for you. But essentially, oh no. In a nutshell, forget the intro. Forget the intro. I'm I'm just glad that I actually got to hear the the famous clap. <laughs> yeah. I, That's what it sounds like live. Oh, we're beautiful. We are. No, thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah. Oh, it's great. We wish you could be here in the studio, and for obvious reasons, um, you're you're dialing in from home. But that means you get a little extra sleep in, which is nice for you. Yes, just. a lot of our guests. A lot of our guests are put through the ringer. They have to then jump in the ocean with us. Yeah, and uh, so well played. So you are uh, you have that in loop. You you will get that at some point. Come for a dip, but for now you're Absolutely. on it. Mm. So mate, um, if we can just dive straight in, Mars, as a mm. gentle segue. Gentle segue, soft segue. The soft segue. We on this podcast have often talked about uh, kids' sport, and um, I thought it'd be interesting. We, we talk about it from a, often from a footy perspective, and from a as a parent's and, perspective, and seeing as a parent. But as a as a young man now, you're a you're a, on the on the cusp of your you're in your late let's call it the late twenties. It's twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> April the third. We just covered that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you haven't you haven't you're not a parent you've, no. you've come through the but you've come through the ranks of kids sport i believe in soccer um what are yes. your thoughts what are your thoughts at the moment where you stand in your life around the you know the participation medal sort of culture that we're in um good bad indifferent some good some bad where do you what are your thoughts on that will or have you not thought about it ever well there's a few disappointing yeah, there's a bit to unpack there, but um, yeah. I've been I've been involved in sports coaching since since I left school. Um, so for me, that's like oh, a decade now, or ten years. Um, in that, of course, I've always like been interacting with both um, primary and secondary students or kids or children, however you like to call it. I feel will. like if, if I am will. <laughs> um, nice, well played. I like this guy. <laughs> However, um, I feel like you guys touched on it even just a couple of couple of episodes ago, where you were talking. I think I think it was you, Muzz, yeah. that was going going on about. There's so many options now for kids to have, and it's not just the stereotypical yeah. summer and winter sports that we always had, like the soccer's and rugby's mm-hmm. and the netballs and tennis or cricket. Like, there's so many things now, and I'm you see that like every day in terms of you guys do almost every weekend regularly it's like there's so many other things for them to do which i think is phenomenal and with that it opens up so much participation for kids and for like little ravis and little muzzers to go out Mm -hmm. there and sort of tick tick away and find find their own little dwelling yeah um but then you you just brought up before ravi the participation medal which is which is great i i understand that and it has its place um However, like in that, I think it depends a lot on the context, the age and the type of sport and things like that too. In yeah. kids' sport, just participation, it can work, but I like I think it works really well like, until you get to around that double digit age. Yeah, I was, um, I, was I was thinking should it be age capped as you as you were talking? Yeah, and should there be yeah. a, should the participation medal be thrown out from under tens up? Yeah. Yeah, I believe I believe it almost should. It should be starting to move on, um, yeah. basically, basically because it's sort of. Let's take it away from sport for a bit and talk yeah. about education, right? Yeah. So, like, if you 
Lil Ravi's sitting in class and he doesn't necessarily pay do the greatest thing and, yeah. and he doesn't pay attention. He kicks along and he just scrunches up all of his notes and he throws them in the bin and shoots and scores and stuff like that from the back of the classroom or he throws little rubber pellets and things like that at little kids. And then at the Who end... Who have you been of, talking to? End... Who have you been talking to? You, you've been doing your research you as well. You did more research than we did on Ravi. Sorry, forgive me. <laughs> it's ahead. a big wide world out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end, at the end of the semester, or the end of the term, or the end of the year, you'll find out, and then Ravi gets his little certificate or things like that, and says, "Oh, well done, Ravi. You've done a brilliant job." But you may not have necessarily learnt anything, or like picked up on things, or like had any sort of big life lessons in that. But you'll still sort of get your little ceremony and be like, "Oh, yeah, rah rah, hooray for me." And ultimately, it sort of it brings away um, that sort of like that lackluster performance or like those lower grades and it sort of still celebrates them. Well, I'm almost, um, almost going to go the polar opposite. I don't think there is a, I think with the participation award with sport, it's the, it's often the token gesture, you know, as a, yeah. as, a as a guy that's coached, you know, just my kids, you know, I haven't coached really many kids that aren't, aren't mine. Um, you've got to sort of, as, as the culture will have us given a participation award to, You've got to give it at some stage. You've got to give it to Tim. I think that's what Will's saying. I think the same thing but happens we, at school. Like but you. do we do we give it? I don't remember any of my kids going, well, he's a bit of a dud at maths, but I'm going to give him the maths award anyway. Oh, it's never the maths award. It's more like you get a, um, you know, uh, you get up in a it's like a, th- it's, like a certificate. it's like You get a yeah, community yeah, award. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I think there is there's so much to say in terms of like it, it all comes down to the context of everything too, as you, as you're saying, um, Muzzo. It's like if, if it is if it has to go to little Timmy or things like that, that that he might fall into that category of, of that age group that needs those awards or things yeah. like that. It it and he's also playing sport potentially for different reasons too. Yeah. Um, like he he's not doing it to ultimately play like play for the New South Wales Blues or whatever it might yeah. be. He might be might be playing it just because he needs to be part of a little community or a little team and that gets him out the door and he loves it or mum and dad love it as well. Um, like hot dog. The, like hot dog. Yeah, or hot a bacon dog. and egg. Mm. <laughs> but um, I think I think there's just so many, so many little lessons that you can learn from even not having those rewards or things like that too. Like, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I've been relatively successful with what I've done, and like even as like a little kid. But I, um, we may end up touching back on it later. But I didn't have a, a wonderfully successful junior or like mm. developmental career. I have come through the other side of it now after growing and sort of ticking away and getting hurt and getting um, plenty of disappointments along the way, which has led to me being more successful later on. And I think without having those um, those lessons in sports or those lessons in life, I was able to enjoy the thrills of victory through the agony of defeat. Wow. Yeah. But, wow. That, that could be a poster, that quote. Yeah. yeah. It's a beauty. It is a beauty. So and- just, to, just to give a little bit of context, maybe, because I've only skirted around this a little bit with my conversations with Ravi, is, um, is that you were you – were, I suppose, from a parenting perspective, achieve something that uh, a lot of parents would like their children to get as a as a sporting scholarship 
to an American yeah. university. And, you know, I don't think uh, if you had that on your CV as a parent, yeah. mate, there'd be parents have that printed up on a shirt, I'm sure. Because <laughs> there is a little bit of, um, I don't know, it was, it was the topic I sort of got onto last week is, you know, we often uh, treat our kids as trophies. You know, my kid does this, my kid do, does that, my kid's a doctor, my kid's a nurse, um, my kid's an architect. Very rarely. You've got a great kid. My kid, the <laughs> checkout chick at Woolies, um, mm. or the uh, the guy at Bunnings helping you find, you know, that one screw that you need to fix the barbecue. Always in old 32, yeah. turns out. Yeah. yeah. And they only come in packs of 100, too, and you only need two <laughs> yeah. of them. Oh. And you just sit there and you go, am I going to be that guy that's going to rip this pack apart and just slip that one screw in my pocket and take it? <laughs> I didn't the other day. I took the whole hundred. They're sitting there at home. Four dollars I spent. Just circle back for CJ because CJ's going, we've gone off on a Bunnings tangent. Bunnings tangent. Let's get back to the question. So you didn't have a great – so you went to the University of Idaho, my research I did. tells me. Um, yes, the, the Idaho Vandals. Oh, the vandals! Gone the vandals. The, the vandals, as in yes. like vandalism. That's the ones. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a brilliant mascot, so it'll be like, yeah, whoever it might be. And Ida- the University of Idaho are known as the Idaho Vandals. So what does he have? Like a balaclava on and two. Is that uh, Joe? Joe the Vandal. He's sort of he's the like the guy that comes out in the costume for all the games. Yeah. He um he's dressed up like a Viking. Yeah, no, that's like you, like like your typical, your, your, yeah, your 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 stereotypical vandal. No, as, yeah. your, as a student of history, <laughs> didn't know that. I was, know that. I thought he was gonna have a spray can and use tag and shit. <laughs> Tags vandal on the power pole. No, it's it's, it's not not that kind of the, not that kind of place in the vandal dome. The home of the <laughs> vandals, the vandal dome. Yeah, there, there is a there is a dome. Yeah, <laughs> there is a dome. The, the, yeah, you got to go. Look at this research. No, oh. <laughs> you got to um go to the states on a on a on an athletic scholarship. I did, yes. So, tell us the road that you took, or that your parents supported you, maybe, or maybe they didn't support mm. you, um, per se, to get to the states on a sports scholarship. Because Muzz doesn't know doesn't know your story around that. Okay, Maybe no, that's fine. Okay, um, first of all, I I'll take you on a, a I'll fast forward this as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, I used to play soccer. I used to play soccer as much as I could. That was the number one goal for me. I always wanted to be a little soccer player. I didn't do anything too incredible with it, but I thought that I, that was the goal. Like every little kid, I yeah. grew up watching David Beckham and all that sort of stuff, and I was hooked on that. And then. I would sort of play throughout the soccer seasons, like all the way through school and then run like at some of the athletics carnivals, like all schools do. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then turned out I ended up being pretty good at that. But you then as the- I, as I started getting older and older, um, I didn't do any like major specific running training, even yep. throughout high school, not until probably year 11 and 12 did I start training. And even then it was like twice a week. So you went down um, Little Athletics or anything like that? I joined Little Athletics uh, in the first year of the introduction of under-17s age group. Yeah. yeah. So I was super late to it. I had yeah. never really had anything to do it. And that was really just to keep me busy and out of trouble. And because my loving sister did it. She, oh, would, she, would, she, she did it in like the under-sixes or things like that. And then 
I think I got brought down to one of her carnivals one day, and I was like, "Oh, I could do this." Like, is it because mum and dad didn't want you to leave? They didn't want to leave you at home while they were at Little Athletics. They thought we better. Bring no, him down. I, I don't even. I feel like it's because um, it was almost almost a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But I was always so so busy doing so many other sports. Yeah. I played lo- lots of other sports. But anyway, soccer was the one I really cared about. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, I just had a couple of coaches come up to me and say, "I think you can do something pretty red hot with." with this running. Um, and then through that, I started to train a couple of days um, just to, towards the back end of school, but I was still playing soccer all throughout this. Anyway, ultimately I finished school and I was just mucking around with a bunch of mates. And I, I think it was Christmas and we were out, we were having a family holiday to go over to Christmas um, in England the like the on christmas day we're doing the the christmas day flight special yeah and i um i had had a a couple of couple of too many drinks with a few boys and uh we were playing just a bit of soccer and a ball just went flying like a soccer ball went flying down a staircase and i in my infinite wisdom decided to try and leap the entire flight of stairs Mm. and in that have just caught the last step and rolled my ankle completely and um and straight away, I was like, oh, that's not good. Anyway, I catch a flight over to England. Um, I come back. As everybody you would know, more than likely, you go over on your ankle on a step alone. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd also done it with a full flight of stairs. And so I'd done a couple of like ligaments and problems like that in my ankle too. Of course, I've finished. So I wasn't playing any more soccer at school. Yeah. And I didn't know if I was going to be playing for like a club or any sort of other level at all outside of school. But I had a running carnival in a month's time that I had to get to. Yeah. And my coach was just like, you need to fix this. Anyway, come back from the holiday. I miss out on the, on that carnival. And I'm like, Oh, gutted. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause around Christmas time, athletic season runs until April or so yeah. from September, September till April. So it's like right in the middle of the season, like crucial time. And um, anyway, I miss out on that one carnival, which ended up being like a lead up to going to like Australian junior nationals. Um, and then I, the following race, I just ran at like a local meet just up at Homebush and I won uh, and I ran a, I ran a fast time and a lady came up to me and said, um, Hey, your name's Will. And I was like, Oh, it is. <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> and um, it was like my first sort of introduction to anybody else that had come up that I didn't already know in the yeah. athletics world. And she said, look, I've been watching you. I've heard about you for a little while now. Um, look, here's like a card, this man, um, on the card, he's expecting you, uh, to get in contact with him. He knows all about you. Uh, basically just give him a buzz on it or, um, send him an email on it on and basically introduce yourself and say who you are and they'll be able to get in contact with you straight away. I mean, yeah. I get home, it's like, well, no, it's this look at it. And, um, naturally send the guy the email. I'm just like, Hey, my name's Will. I heard you want to talk to me. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Um, these are my times I've run. Yeah. And basically, basically it was three 30 AM. I think their time, um, over in the States. And they said basically instantly, Hey, Will, fantastic. Great that you got in touch. It's amazing to talk to you. Um, can't believe that we're even having this conversation, but we'd be able to offer you a full, full athletic scholarship to the university of Idaho. Um, these are all the steps you have to do in order to get there. And, from there, I basically just looked over at mum and dad and said, what are the chances that 
this is going to happen. And we almost looked at each other and was like, is this real? Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was, I, I had decided to defer from going to university for that first year anyway, straight out of um, school. Yeah. Uh, and this was happening now in like February, March. And it was like, wow, like, let's just put soccer completely to the side. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like suddenly all of us sort of sat around the, um, the dinner table and it was like, I think you're a runner now. Yeah. Wow. And then I went over there. I've just got to, in that moment, like, <clears throat> had there been discussions with mum and dad around the, you know, the athletics at that point? That or had it been like I imagine, you know, uh, soccer was the focus, and maybe dad loves soccer, or mum, maybe mum loves soccer too, and and that was kind of that, that was the sport, you know, like running was okay. It's it's the it's the off season fitness stuff, you know. Was mm. that was that the moment where they were like, well, oh, maybe you're a runner? I think, yeah, I'd say the last couple of years of high school, I'd done very well. I sort of the the whole my whole year twelve, um, of of running through like on the on the track this is like rather yeah. than cross country or other, other things like that i was undefeated so i hadn't actually lost a race um so like sydney wide new south wales wide australia wide Sid- that, that was that was sydney and new south wales wise yeah. Yeah. um basically because they they didn't end up having a nationals for that for that year or things like that in new south yeah. wales all schools I, it was yeah. it's very very difficult to do in year 12 anyway because you've got studies in that yeah. hsc and things like yeah. that too so trying to chuff around the nation is not a very good thing to do when no. you've got exams probably that week. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't miss that, but basically I, I was running fantastically yeah. and that's, that's what, that's what it's so, and the way the athletic season works, it's almost like the nationals comes up the following, um, like throughout the summer rather yeah. than toward, towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but I think, there was, it was never like a great emphasis on either one of my sports. I think mum and dad had always done a really good job of, keeping me very well rounded as like a sports person. So yeah. I used to play like a lot, a lot of tennis. I played as truly, I played like, I'm sure your kids do so many sports yeah. um, along, along the journey. And I was, was very well rounded, but there was never a great deal of pushing or shoving from mum and dad to like, Oh, you have to do this. Or like, this is the journey to the top or things like that. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely a self discovery process for me. Um, and then with that, I was able to find out the things I was good at. Like I stumbled across running. Yeah. Really. Just well, through. Well, I have a school. I have sometimes a parent. Well, I'll say I do. And I, I'm just going to assume that other parents do as well. We, we imagine ourselves as, um, as our kids sort of, we're, we're their agent. We're their, um, we're their promoter and we're their play, agent. Play manager. Play manager. Yeah, de- definitely play sure manager. The, yes. We want to make sure they're on the right path. So, the right deals. Yeah. yeah. Is he working on his strengths and his weaknesses? Yeah. yeah. What analysis? Yeah. Has she got yeah. the right nippers board so that, you know, she's going to really shine in the under 11s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I'm hearing through that is if there's a genuine love of it, then at some point they'll find their, they'll find their position and my glory will be fully realised. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's, in, it's, it's, in, it's incredibly important though. I think yeah. for, uh, I think, yeah, no, truly. Um, I think it's incredibly important for there to be a little bit of self-discovery along the way. I think that's why I think it's fantastic now coming full circle to the original conversation yeah. of there being so, so many sports available 
and yeah. and in and in that now, whether you're a parent that's like looking on or having to do the chugs away in the car to get you like flying here and there, like all across Sydney. Yeah. Um, which I uh, tell you what, Dad would have had his frequent flyer points for me. Yeah. Um, is absolutely astounding. Um, like just trying to get you around to different sports or things like that, but it actually aids you in in like the little kid's journey to figure out what on earth they're good at. And little 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 Ravi might not know he's a fantastic badminton player if he didn't pick up badminton, mm. like that he just happened to do with a couple of friends socially, and then out of nowhere it turns out that oh, this is it, and Rav, and he's away. Yeah. Um, but he but like all his friends want to go play rugby or things like mm. that as well. It turns out that badminton was the sport for Ravi. Yeah. Like, but True. but you wouldn't know that. <laughs> well, I we have a we have a listener over in the UK, Ian. Um, who's one of our sort of top top three listeners? Yeah, and he's a big fan. His his um, his wife represented the UK in in the Olympics in Sydney back in two thousand. Wow! And um, yep, an amazing all round athlete. And I and I never get this right, but I believe it's in the sort of heptathlon ish one of those. One of those ones, where there's or the, or the, the is it is it the modern pentathlon? It may have been the modern. Oh, she did the horse riding as well. Maybe I believe there's horse riding Maybe. swimming in there. Yeah, the modern. Isn't the, that a great? It's amazing. Did you oh. watch that? Did did you guys watch the German girl no. in the modern I, pentathlon? Did you I, see it? Well, it was very 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 sad moment. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you only meet your horse yeah. like half an hour beforehand, and her horse. She yeah, was, was she was almost undefeatable, they reckon, unbeatable. Yeah, going into the because mm. they got to do the the horse and then they got to do the run. Yeah, and yeah, so like the last two events, horse would, wouldn't have a bar of it. Would horse yeah. would not have, and she was just bawling <clears> her eyes out, <throat> yeah. trying yeah. everything to get this horse to do its thing. Well, anyway, Ian, sorry, Ian's wife. Ian made well, no, well, Ian made made was making a point on his Instagram about, you know. He, he there's a photo at a, at a at a horse meet. There's probably a name for it. Not horse meet. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds <equestrian>. wrong. <laughs> An equestrian event. Yeah, EE we call it. Let's not call it horse meet. I'm glad they came up with equestrian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, horse meet could be and he said he said uh, there's nobody in, like look for the champions in this in this in this group here. I think he was making the point like they're just people who turn up and love the sport and they may not make it to the Olympics. They may not make it to the top shelf. But you know all that top level stuff requires this sort of big base of support from the, from the punters, you know, from the people who are passionate about it, who may not, they're the, they're the Ravis who turn up to the, uh, to the UTA 50, just so that old mate can be, be on the podium. Like I'm never going to get on the podium, but you know, my fee helps that whole thing to run. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like how, yeah. How much, so coming back to the participation medals and so on, you know, how important is it that sports foster and, and give energy back to the grassroots stuff. And what's been your experience I, with that? Well, I think going back to your wonderful UTA achievement, it's like without you and a couple of other hundred people signing up, <laughs> old mate that win old, old mate that wins that race doesn't have a race put on. It's just him going out and running in the mountains. Yeah. And then he just happens to run the fastest time and upload on Strava, and that's brilliant. Mm. But but without everyone else sort of getting involved, getting excited, doing the training and sort of really investing their time and effort into the sport as well, make that's what makes it the event. I think um, particularly in athletics at the moment, there are so many 
it's always been, I think sport, many sports have, but I think athletics has been incredibly elitist in that it's always been, oh, who's the fastest? Who's the fastest? Who's, who throws the furthest? Who jumps the highest? Who does this? And it's always been so competitive in that. Yet that has probably killed the sport until recent times where people are now starting to get more involved recreationally as a runner, like doing all of these 5Ks or doing these 10Ks or half marathons or little community races that occur. And then people almost like licking their lips afterwards and saying, wow, I'd like, I wonder what else I could do. And then yeah, through that, they're actually like gr growing their investment in the sport that they want to be a part of. Because it's possible um, that the last time that they ran in a competition was like, you know, year six sports carnival yeah, and, they, and they just absolutely. Felt, felt like vomiting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then what they did, they did like a couple of weeks, like or like a couple of weeks or a couple of months training, and then they actually did much better than they thought they would. Mm -hmm. And then they're sort of like looking around and saying, oh, like, where else can this go? Like, this this could get better. And then through that, they're starting to invest a lot more time, and and look and keep their eyes open for something like athletics and getting involved in little track meets and things. Well, the, I but th I think, yeah, wife. No, that's right. Well, isn't it the irony of it all that we've almost come full circle that we kind of semi-mocked the participation um, certificate, mm -hmm. yet when we get to the pointy end, the sport cannot be a sport without participants. Participation. Yeah, from yeah. like the, the people under Ravi, you know, with people just struggling through the UTA. Well, UTA. I mean, yeah. I'm standing on the shoulder of giants here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. in, my, in my eight hours of <laughs> yeah, my eight hour run, yeah, I think yeah. also, <clears throat> but it, it, like we talked about the age group and the context and the yeah. scenario that it definitely works. The participation is lovely for those young kids yeah. where they're just working on the fundamentals. You know what I mean? They're putting on the uniform. They've got the giant shorts and shirts, yeah. probably two sizes too big. Never right, into having a yeah, get a few seasons out of those. But at some point, it does turn into oh, it's my turn to get the, mm. you know, to get the McDonald's voucher or the grilled voucher, yeah. um, and you know, I, I mean, I've seen it firsthand where one of one of the kids in one of my kids' teams was crying after receiving the award because they didn't feel that it really deserved it. Yeah, they're like, I didn't really do anything. Like, why do I get this thing? And the parents were like, No, no, you did, a, you did, did great. Yeah. It was quite a it was quite an interesting scenario. Rather than the other way around, the intention is for them to go. How good is this? I get a medal. I, I think a... there is the um, like as a coach of little kids, there's you do find that there is a sense at some point you've got to wave away from the participation medal because the kids know. Yeah, that's what I mean. They they, 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 get, they like they download. know yeah. they know the man of the match is nine times out of ten backstab. is back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and. But <clears throat> Unfortunately, too, ba ba Baxter usually has a sense as well. Yeah, and Baxter knows. And Baxter, and we can use him because he does know. But he knows that <laughs> he can't participate in a sport without the other 14 guys. Yeah. Because he's probably mm -hmm. heard me over the years have discussions with parents going, you know, because it's very competitive, the under-10s, um, going, oh, if we could just drop Ravi and you know, because he's he is a handbrake. He's slowing us down. He never catches the ball. We get the ball to the wing. He drops it over the line. And I go, yeah, but we get rid of Ravi. We don't actually have a team. It's yeah. no, it's gone. The it, the other kids can't shine. We can't go back to back to back in the premiership run. 
Um, mm. Without Ravi, he's he's a vital piece of the cog, you know. And, Absolutely. But and in I the think same breath, what... Ravi knows he's not Baxter. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, he likes to be there every week, and and he likes to play. No, you got to nourish that part of the of, sure. of participation. Yeah. And my goal, as a, like just as a coach, as a of junior footy, of like a junior footy team, is I want. I would like to see my kids, and rugby league has this elitist thing to whack, where if you're not making the, the rep teams at 14, well, you, you're not going to make it. Well, why play? You're not going to play for the Seagulls. Why play? Drop out. You know, it's done. Um, mm. But I'd like to see my kids, and luckily I've got a kid who's 17. He's still playing footy. He hasn't made all the rep teams. He's still trying. He's still striving for more. Um, and... Baxter's team who have coached for now six years or so, we're getting more registrations every year because I keep going, we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep playing, you know. Let's keep rolling. And I've got plenty of little Ravis in the team. Yeah, the the thing that's really important there as well is that although little Ravi might not be the best person in the team, his best friend might be Baxter. Yes, there often is. And, And... and without Ravi being there, Baxter doesn't want to play in that team. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or vice versa, or and vice then, versa. it can be such a, such a, a great domino effect from that as well. It's like although Ravi, like physically or athletically, may not be the cream of the crop, yeah. he is the he is the core foundation of the team that is yeah. bringing four or five, six, potentially the whole team together. Yeah, to go to come and play with each other. They all love going to Ravi's house afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. just kicking a ball around and like and playing in, and playing in the sand or wherever it might be, and yeah. and that, that is a foundation to kids' sport. Mm. Well, we but, do have that kid Ravi in our team who actually summarizes this is a stitch up the end of the training <laughs> session, gives us a bit of a rundown and where we've got to where we've gone today at training. Like That's I brilliant. get Ravi to step up at the end of every training, and he just gives us a little. <laughs> Little pep talk. It's turned from little Ravi just to Ravi now. It's just Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> what we do up once we get off this call, I'll let Ravi have a few words. <laughs> Keep us going for next week. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh no. Hey, we're gonna we we have to start to, to wind wind it down because yeah. I feel like we're getting into a stage where we could actually be just chatting for hours, like like we did the other day, whack, and we're sitting on the wall there at Manly. Oh. Um, I uh, I wanted to touch just very very briefly on your experience at college uh in the states the the coming up just that confluence of circumstances where you've uh if i if i kind of frame it a little bit it's like you you turned up there you just you've just kind of left the australian summer um time having the time of your life you know turn up in college no family no you're on your own the college uni's taking care of you what plant put us in the picture and and take us through like some of those like primary life less a life lesson from that experience, if you don't mind. The potato. Um, I, yeah. Well, yeah. There's. I went from the big city of Sydney to the little small town of Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, like the Moscow, Russia, um, <laughs> is named named and spelled exactly the same. Um. And so Sydney of God knows how many million people now and uh, to 12,000 people in the whole town. And that, that was, that was when school was in. So when, when there was no, 
when there was no classes and the semester was over and it was just during the summer that those numbers diminished incredibly. Um, so I was just in a little country really that was just purely centered around the university. And in that I was surrounded by youth vandalism <laughs> and, um, and, and sort of like, but like young, um, exciting people all the time. And in that there was so much energy towards it. Like I'm sure so like you guys, so many other people would be able to, um, reiterate just how much energy and fun those years from being 18, 19, all the way up to 24. And so if you were let loose, if, if, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. And if you were let loose on the other side of the world with no parents, with everything paid for, with literally like you, you almost like walk around campus with a little star on your head because you, and you feel like you, you've got that little star shining within you because everything's all happening for you. And you feel all this and all that um, and everything becomes easy. And I think I learned very quickly that um, without having the, that foundation and structure around you um, of parents and of friends and of um, just people that you know, so everything that could, starts. That could ground you, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, everything that... that everything that you like hold dear and like was a foundation to you for like all those 18, 19 years previous, suddenly you like click in fingers and you're on the other side of the world yeah. and you're just expected to perform or like live and thrive in an environment that is not your environment at all. Um, and I, although had plenty of fun and was over there to, to do a job really, which was run as fast as possible and go to class and, tick along and just like act like everything was okay. Ultimately I was on a path of self-destruction of just, yep. Couldn't say no to too many things. Um, and ultimately went down a big old rabbit hole of, um, yeah. And it ended up being ra a rather depressing, um, end to it all. But, but at, if you were to sort of in the, in the wash up, cause that's some time ago <clears throat> and now you found yourself, in a different you know stage of your life is is the lesson along the lines of, like you mentioned is it like make you know it'd be good to have uh those, that grounding force around you is it that you know to understand uh, like how 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 could that be different for people going forward who might find themselves in the same situation if, if one of our listeners you know Corey's listening and he and he's got his two little kids. Maybe they're going to be basketballers one day, and they might get the. They might be the. You know, the kids. They could be the Patty Mills, and get a chance to go over there. How, how do you maintain that? Can you can you see a way of, you know, of maintaining that sort of grounding force? I think or the communication. Luck? Yeah, I think communication is such a big one, right? I mean, it's such a such a blanket answer, mm. but I remember going over there, and even like from the earliest days, like a week in. I was, I wasn't talking to people back home. I, I wasn't like, I was so mono focused on everything that was, I would, the current environment that I was in. I was like, how on earth am I going to live here? Mm. Like it felt, it felt like a hunger games. It's like suddenly like you've had your wonderful life that you've known and loved and you get dropped into an environment and it's like, off you go, carry on. You'll, mm. you'll be fine here. And, um, it didn't work out that way. And so the best way for me to try and fix everything now is like, like replaying it all back in my head is like, why didn't you talk to people? 
Why, why didn't you talk? Why didn't you talk to people back home? Why didn't you send a message? Why, why didn't you keep in contact with your friends back in Sydney? Yeah. Um, why didn't you talk to your coach back in Sydney? Um, why, like mum and dad even like, why, why didn't you do that? But I think it's just so immersed in everything that the current environment that you're in. I think that was just the immaturity level, um, for where I was at. You but, know what? um, you know what, Wack? I mean, Murray and I have been doing this podcast now every week for three years and we've only got about a hundred episodes. So the math doesn't fully work out there, but you know what I mean? We've been doing this for about three years now. Mm. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest things about it, apart from Murray obviously picking up a whole bunch of wisdom yeah. is uh, is that opportunity to keep the lines of communication open on a, you know, on a regular basis on having some, you know, and, and we never know what we're really going to talk about, but it turns, you know, it, it's always a good and deeper conversation than, Hey mate, how's it going? How's work? How are the kids? You know, it's something that we foster in the, in, in our Vipers running group as well is that, you know, that you never know when you're going to need that skill of the, of communication and, um, and maybe you know that's something that uh, for the for those listening, if you if you don't have that in your life, it could be something to double back on. You know, call a mate or get in touch mm-hmm. with someone and try and make it a regular thing that that you don't know when you're gonna you know need to lean on it. Maybe maybe you know you'll find yourself needing that sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it, it's so vital um, mm-hmm. having like yeah, it was it would definitely put myself down a very dark path. And to be to be honest. At that point in time, I didn't see any way that life would get better. I'd gone from this superstar yeah. <laughs> of like this guy on the other side of the world with a full scholarship, like 18, yeah. 19, having a blast to suddenly like a year and a half, like 18 months later to like, I hate running. I hate America. I don't have any friends at home. And now I'm back at home because America wasn't great for me. And I haven't said hello to anybody for a year and a half. And it's like, yeah. great. So, so I no longer have all the big shiny things anymore. I'm no longer at the big American college. I'm no longer like ticking along and I'm back where I started, but with no plan. Yeah. I and I, it was a lit. And I think um, ultimately coming back to that foundation of mum and dad and a few kind of key friends and things like that, I was able to sort of rebuild and like rediscover like where, like what was next. But I think it, it all started with literally just coming back and keeping in touch with people. And I think what you're saying there is like without communication being like more regular, everything just becomes head noise, right? Yeah. Um, and, and there's never a way out from there. Yeah. I think I think there's always got to be someone to reach out or some, someone key that you can talk to. That you can connect um, with, yeah. And, and they're always going to be there. No one's ever too busy for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that everybody needs to to understand that it's like your problems and are, are not always just your problems. Like they're they're often things that many other people are dealing with as well, and they can definitely relate to. Do you um, remember maybe as a final as a final thought for this podcast? Do you remember when you uh, you know I'm gonna sort of paint the picture of you come back to Australia, kind of cap in hand, you know, a little bit like tail between your legs? Do you remember a moment where you? did reconnect with someone and you and you were like oh fuck it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be kind of moment i feel like yeah i, I feel like there was i think for me like I, I i was fortunate that i 
was able to come back and get involved again almost immediately, kind of like even with coaching, actually, mm. I think was 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 the main thing for me. So I went back to the school that I went to, um, and they Saint they allowed Aloysius. me to jump. Saint Aloysius. Saint, Alo- Saint, Saint Aloysius. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I was very, I was very, very very fortunate, um, and yeah, through through that, I was able to sort of get involved back in their coaching, and straight away, I didn't go back into the senior school that I'd come back from. I actually went back to the junior school. So there were many, so basically from, for those that aren't aware, so like basically from years three to six. So like they're back in the, those primary levels. Yeah. Um, and in that, I, I was like immersed back in passionate little kids that loved everything and loved sport and the little Rabies and little muzzers of the world that just want to do the best they possibly can. And that sort of brought me back in and like sort of like put new life into yeah. the sport and things like that for me because I'd had such a um, a negative output of my sport because of the my headspace um, that I I'd stopped running for basically a full year. I hadn't competed in anything. I didn't want to play soccer. I didn't want to do anything at all. I'd I'd done nothing for yeah. for a year, and um, so suddenly getting involved in coaching and seeing little kids running around and sort of seeing their energy and sort of what they wanted to do, and through that I then got involved back into the senior school coaching and involved in their athletics and i remember one kid in particular came straight up to me and he'd seen me running over the years because i'd I'd end up running pretty well as i said in later on in high school and he would have only been in year seven or eight when i was um just leaving Mm. and he said to me so what's happened do you still run at all and i i said uh no no i haven't run for a little bit now he's just like oh but you used to be so good man like it was it used to be like incredible and i was like oh i know but I was like, oh, some, something I'll get back to at some stage. And he said, oh, well, you're the coach. Why don't you just come and join in with us for this session? Like, you've set this session. It's like, it seems like it's pretty hard. Why don't you jump in as well? And I just said, I mean, it's not that hard, mate. I can do that. I jumped in the session and I honestly felt like I was going to throw up yeah. <laughs> straight away. And, 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 um, and it just so happened that after that session finished, my old coach was at that same oval. Um, and then as I was like picking up the cones and things like that, and just talking to a couple of parents and a few things, I then walked back over to the car. My old coach came over to me and he said, Oh, hello, stranger. And then uh, I was like, Oh no, Johnny, how are you going? And he's like, Oh, it's good to see you back running. I'll see you on Tuesday. And then the following Tuesday came and I just turned up to normal practice and I was back. Wow. Yeah. How good's that? So old, I think. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, how, Johnny. How serendipitous! Like you just that 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 moment, and now you find yourself on before the dip. Like without that, <laughs> you wouldn't uh, be here today. I uh, <laughs> tell you what, it's it's running is like life, isn't it, Ravi? Oh, oh, it's, oh, like, oh. it's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's wow. Well, hey, let's leave it. <laughs> wait, we've got well one more thing. Wack, would you like to thank any of your sponsors, mate? Anyone that you want to give a shout out to on this uh, on this show on this platform? Mm. Um, I would, I would just like to, um, also thank, uh, the, the Vipers run club, which truly do so, um, yeah. with just setting up a community and setting up so many other people, um, with a little lifeline really, and a little sort of group of, of all sorts of nooks and crannies and bits and bobs and yeah. sort of odd jobs are all over the place. Um, and without sort of putting that connection together, I think it's, um, yeah, the, I, the I, I wouldn't be able to run run with me. I wouldn't be able to run with many other other, other people that actually enjoy running. 
<laughs> I, I run with so many, so many people that just run for running sake and to win, but to actually run with people that just want to run because like they, they enjoy it is quite odd. I know that sounds very funny to you, Muzza. Yeah. P- people actually enjoy it. Mm. But um, on a, on a less serious note, I'd like to thank um, Garmin. Yes, oh, Gar- fantastic. Gar- Garmin, um, the the wonderful GPS. Are you a creators. are you a Phoenix or a forerunner kind of guy? Like, do you think maybe I'm, you'll do other sports, or are you just like, nah, just running? I mean, I'm I'm very simple. Um, I, I like to. I'm I'm also not quite in that uh, socioeconomic okay. status. Oh. Like, so I, you're I, more I, Vivo. I can't. You're I can't a Vivo guy. Um, no, I, I I live on the forerunner. The forerunner, okay. I, I, I'm on the, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the yeah, I'm on like. <laughs> I'm oh, again. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I think I got mine on special at Rebel, who are another sponsor of mine. Yeah, Re- yeah Rebel, nice. Rebel, Sport. Rebel, Rebel Sport. Thank For you. All your I'm, a, I'm, needs. I'm a VIP member there. <laughs> I think we all are. Whack. <laughs> what does that <laughs> membership <laughs> even do? <laughs> what do you get for yeah. I don't even know what I get for that membership. I think I'm ranked no. 188th in there. VIP membership. Oh, <laughs> All right. Hey, we got Corey waiting for us at the top of the steps, ready to go for a swim. So we better go meet him. Uh, Will, okay. we'd love to have you back on the show, mate. I, I don't know if you've been wounded by this episode or not. If if you're willing to give it another crack at some point, but um, thanks so much for your time, brother. No, thank you very much, pair of you, for having me. And unfortunately, I can't be in there to jump in, jump in and get in the dip today. But um, I'm about to head out for a big walk. So go and enjoy, enjoy a walk. It's just a, a walk. Sport. Walking's a simple sport. sport. Don't yeah. do anything. Just a breathable no. waterproof jacket, <laughs> some walking poles, <laughs> some special shoes, <laughs> moisture-wicking socks. Mother don't don't forget your your, your your water your water vest, your yeah. camelback. Yeah. Yeah, just nothing. Just go out. Enjoy the freedom. Yeah. You got the chafe. What about the chafe balm? Yeah. The, the chafe. Gills. And 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 we can't forget our sponsors, Garmin either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank, and yeah. you, Garmin. Just, thank you, Garmin. Just, yeah. Thank you. Right. Garmin. If you don't log it, it never happens. Yeah. Thanks, Drama. No. All right. It's champion. all fake. Take care, Will. Talk to you. All right. Soon, thank you, guys. Thanks bye, for having mate. me. Ciao. Bye. bye.